Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legend Series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. What a footballer, old school. This one, he gave us everything, every time. What a bloke too. But who is Craig Tugger-Coleman? Just uh, probably a South Sydney tragic. Born up in the streets of, of Redfern and uh, across the road from Redfern Oval. And um, you know, from, from the time I knew what football was about, all I wanted to do was you know, be Craig Coleman in the first grader at South Sydney. And I, I had a chance to do that and um, you know, it was the greatest time of my life. You're not a guy that's black or white. You're Cardinal and Myrtle still, aren't you? Oh, definitely, yeah. And that's um, all I've wanted to do. Just, you know, I remember going to the cricket ground as a young boy you know, and yeah. sitting in the Sheridan stand and you, know, you used to see them come down the steps with, with your first to see them when they come out and and you know, then the crowd would go up as one. And I always said to myself, I'm going to walk down them stairs one day. And, and, I, and I, I did. I, I had the pleasure of playing on the SCG and, you know, in, in the famous colours of South Sydney Rabbitohs. And, um, yeah, that, that was... Yeah, the highlight of my life. Let's get it out of the way early. The nickname Tugger. Who caught you having a crack or are you still having a run with the young bloke tugging coat story? No, I worked in the council and um, a guy called Stan Lynch, he, I used to give it to him all the time and he used to say to me, oh, you're nothing but a tugger. And, and it just stuck. It just stuck and because um, I always give him a plug every time I get a chance to and he, <laughs> he loves it. But um, Have you had to explain that a hundred times uh, over your life? Still, still now, people yeah. who don't know me, how come they – who caught you? Yeah. Well, my father used to tell me I should wear boxing gloves to bed, so it might, <laughs> might have stemmed from there. Rewinding back to 1982, mate, round 14 and round 22. Your first grade debut was from the interchange against Steve Mortimer. Your starting team debut was against Peter Sterling. What a start for a young halfback. Oh, two, two legends. Two, like, yeah. They could both be immortals. You, know, you never know. Yeah, you know, like um, – Oh, my, my debut was the one, Redfin Oval against the, the mighty Parramatta. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the great I, – I think Peter Stone is the best player I've seen. Yep. You know, and uh, I don't think I'd get many people argue with me. And, no, you know, even I'll agree. Even though we've seen lots and lots of great mm. players, you know, and you know, Joey's coming come towards the end of my, my career, but you know, Peter Sterling for me. And, you know, that day they got away to a bit of a lead and – um. We uh, Gibson pulled off. He pulled off Cronin and um, and Ray Price, and we we, we had a late spurt. Um, Nathan Gibbs set up a try. Then I I set one up in the in, I an inside ball. Stan Brownie scored in the post. Then and then Tony Melrose missed a kick right next to the post. We, we would have won the game for us. So then we had to get down to the field and kick a field goal to win. And um, yeah, it was a uh, yeah it was at the Coliseum, Redfern Oval, yeah. you know, the place to be Sunday afternoon, you know, and some fantastic memories of, of that place. And um, you know, I spent my whole childhood there. What separated Sturlow from the rest, Tugger? 
I, I, I just think he was he, he was the full package, you know. Yep. Where we, you know, we had Turvey Mortimer, who, who, who was brilliantly fast, um, chip over the top, great cover defender. Yeah. Sterling had, a, I think, he was the best weather player I've seen. Yes. Um, you know, his tackling was unbelievable. His kicking game was a nine out of ten, and um, you know his, his leadership. You know, and, and and I think he showed his best when Parramatta weren't as good towards the end of his career. Your debut. Were you nervous? Were you excited? Were you comfortable? Were you feeling what the hell am I doing in first grade? What was it? I, I knew I, I knew I'd um, I was close to getting a start. Billy Anderson, he liked me. You know, yep. you know Brian Smith took me to grade. Yes, him and Billy Anderson were, were, were close confidants. You know, Brian Smith taught me a hell of a lot. Um, I, I was excited. I was nervous, mm. um, but I, I, I was confident. And you know, I, I knew I one day I was going to get there, and I, I come a bit early. I was only nineteen, and um, you know, I, it was it was a day I'll never forget. And, and and to get the win, and I had quite a bit of success against Parramatta, you know, throughout the eighties. Yeah, you did. Now we will go back to nineteen eighty one. You played twenty threes under Brian Smith, who was a very young coach at the time, and I think that may have been the year you won the premiership. You might have only lost one or two games. All season, it was just an amazing footy side. Yeah, we we, lo- we lost two. We had well, Brian Smith. He was he, he was way before his time. Yeah, you know, he, he he had. had we we're just. Uh, I'll never forget. We we qualified first, and we had, we had a week off, and, and we met down. We trained on a Sunday before the game down Mascot Oval. Yep. And he said, "Have you wear headgear? You wear mouth guard. You wear, you bring it to this training this session now." And um, and I'll never forget. We, we had the best session ever, and, and I, I knew we, we weren't going to get beat, but. Yeah, you know, he had a bit bit on on the coach. He, yeah, uh, you know, he was his game plan. I still know his game plan now. You know, and every, really, and everything. Yeah, you know, everything um, he taught me. You know, he he put me on my way. He, um, and then I was lucky to play with football genius Phil Good in '86, and um, you know, that was I learned ten years footy in one year. What'd you learn off Graham Murray because he was the starting halfback that you displaced. Oh, Muzz was fantastic. He, he was the original organizer, you know, and he, yeah. he, he, just watching him. And but Muzz was unreal. Like I was a kid, he went and got me a sponsorship of a boot sponsorship. You know, he, he'd always you know come and see, and you're doing this wrong, you're doing that right, and um, great. And after, at the club after the game, he, he was you know the ultimate teammate. You know, he's, he's yep. a great clubman. And, um, yeah, see, I had a really good, good time with Muzz there. So he wasn't protective of his jersey and saying, "Get this kid away from me." No, no, not at all. No, wow. he, yeah, it was fantastic, Ryan. A forward pack at the time, in and around that time, that included guys like Peter Tunks, Tony Rampling, Gary Hambly. Is it hard for a young starting halfback early in their career to be vocal and push these old hardheads around a footy field, or did you feel comfortable? No, well, that's. Um, I was very comfortable. Yeah, like yeah. I, I was doing it since I was ten year old. Yep. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, playing for Waterloo. Yeah, that, that was just something. I was a halfback, and and, and I was an organizer, and and I, and I was very, very loud. So it's you know, your job. Yeah, it's my job. Yeah, and I, you know, I was, I'd never shut up. You know, for the whole game. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, as, as you go along, you get experience, and, and and you know what you're doing. And um, yeah, as I said, I, I had some really good coaches early on, and, and when, when you got good coaches early on, they they, they set you on your way. You started with a bang. You were, you looked comfortable from the outset. In the modern day, so much spotlight is on these young men, especially young halfbacks. Do we put too much pressure on young kids that they're growing as footballers, but perhaps more importantly, they're still growing as young men? Yeah, I think the, the pressure on them is 
bit too much, you know. Yep. And, you know, when they they played four games or something, next thing you got them winning the Dally M, you know. Like, yeah. It's just it, – it's a, it's a tough position. It's, it's different to when I played. Mm. It's completely different. You know, um, we've we done a lot of thinking on the run. Yes. Yeah, we're now there. It's just like – it's like a script in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know what they're going to do. We know what they're setting up to do. But, you know – the way we we, we learnt along the way when you're playing and 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 yeah you know, we played what we what we seen we went there if we seen someone in the short side they had three and we had five we'd go there and um, we're now they're not allowed to move from one one side of the field yep. to the other and that that's the thing I don't like Andy I I, I, yeah. I think you should let them play they're wonderful athletes in 2021 we can't doubt that but I, I often wonder how many genuine footballers are there seeing the numbers on the short side, counting numbers, playing what you see as opposed to playing off the script. I think there were more footballers, genuine footballers back in the day. Well, we were. There was, we were five metres. Yeah. <laughs> we were five metres yeah. away. And um, like now they've got 15. Yep. And, you know, they're, they're bigger and stronger. You know, and, you know, it's, it's more probably brutal in a different way than what we, we played. You know, like yeah. ours was like in, in, in the back lane. That's right, it was, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? And, and that's why. Um, there's another debate here. You know, Cameron Smith, great, you know, champion, but Elias, Elias is as good as I've seen. I agree. Yeah, you know, and and mm. we're talking about footballers here, and a lot, many, every scrum, and I know what we done to him. Yes, I know the tactics. Every single scrum we had with Benny, he was going to get one. You know yeah, what I mean? and not one. He never complained. All yeah. he done, he'd go and score a try, or we set a try up, or kick a field goal. You know, we'd, we'd love to see Elias play on these snooker tables. Yeah, you know, it would have been kicking 40, 20, 20 years ago. But you know, it's Cameron Smith, a great, great player again. But um, it's just when scrums are scrums, you know, I don't think you would have been kicking 40, 20s on Riff and Oval in a quagmire Sunday afternoon. No, exactly right. And I don't know how many of the modern day would last, you know, three scrums in the opening eight minutes with Les Davidson, Ian Roberts, Gary Hambly, Tony Rampling, all headbutting you and uppercutting you in a scrum. I mean, it was just oh, yeah. a different game. Oh, exactly. And, you know, and then. Roofing the shin, you know, kicking the shins, and then yeah, and then the other hooker's still fighting for the ball in your second row. Yeah, you know, like I remember with, with Kenny Stewart, like when I was a young kid, because he was always used to play in the halfback. Yeah. and you know, <laughs> we used to practice after training, and he'd like me to throw the ball up around his ribs because they had the loose harmony, and he'd just roll it in. You know? Yeah, because Kenny was quite t- uh, quite tall. Yeah, 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 you know, and Mario liked it on the floor. You know, like just different things. And now they've got halfbacks and wingers in the front row. It wouldn't have happened at all. Crazy. Imagine a winger coming in to face Les Davidson in the front row. Oh, exactly. He would have been knocked out. Oh, well, he wouldn't have come back there. No, he wouldn't have. No. Any elite athlete will tell you it takes more than just being physically fit to be at your best. And our friends at Galaxy Finance can have you at the top of your financial game. From home loans to investments and self-managed super funds, they provide complete solutions. Call Galaxy Finance on 1300 917740 and mention you heard it on Andy Raymond Unfiltered to get an obligation-free chat to see how Galaxy Finance can assist you. You'd play finals footy in 84, 86 and 87. It may not have happened quickly, but as a whole, the club was moving in the right direction. Who was the backbone of the club in the mid to late 80s? George Piggins, yeah. <laughs> the coach. We, you know, we, we, we love George. Uh, when, well, George. When George became coach, 
Yeah, Ron Willie was he, he, he was really good, Ronnie, and he he give you a chance if you didn't let him down and, and you done anything to win. Yeah, you know, if and if you stuffed up, he just got pissed you off and got rid of you. Yeah. Um, you know, he he wanted you to go above and beyond to win, yep. and you know that's why he had success when he got Lurch to Manly and um, you know. And all, the, all them good sides. And he had, he had success with us. We were a team of kids in 84. Mm. And uh, we, we played three games in six days. Yeah, we, we beat Norse on the Sunday, backed up Tuesday night, played Canberra, then come out quick ground again. We're getting beat 14-0 against Manly. We put the fight on and we, we turned around and won 22-18. Yeah. Like, I don't think today's footballers would, would like to play three games in six days. No, certainly not. But um, back in your question, when George coached, he went and got Phil Gould. It was, it was like I thought. Yeah, you think you know, cocky little bastard. I think I know everything. Yeah. I didn't know a thing. You know, Phil Gould didn't didn't speak that much during the off season because he, he didn't like the road running. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he get his own way there. <laughs> but uh, he said the football is 110 meters by 75. And but when he spoke football, we just all listened. And um, I never forget it. We were playing first game with St George, they that grand finals the year before. Yep. And we're at Borley Park, and he started drawing in the ground, and it's etched in my mind. And then we, we go, oh, we like, yeah. where'd this come from? You know, like we just didn't know. We thought we knew football. We we're just playing. And we didn't know a thing about it. And Gus was on a different level. Oh, already. he was just a football genius. It was, it was an encyclopedia. Yeah. And, and he, well, we come out and we we beat them thirty something to six or something. That yeah. opening night ref and But he was like a horse trainer. Like he, he, he knew. It. We're going to play. We'll get through all these young blokes. Yeah, you can see they've got plenty of potential. Got they've got plenty of going them, mm. and, and they'll do what I tell them. You know what I mean? And um, I remember he always said to me, "When when do we play the bullies of the comp, the bulldogs?" And I was like, "Well, they're about eight weeks away." So we'll get ready. We'll get ready for them now. And it was Monday night, the Battle of Belmore, and him, me, me, and Gus. We, well, Gus got me in the match that night. He killed him. You know, but that's one of the famous games. Oh, yeah, it? it is. Yeah, Mario gets Simbin twice, and. Yep. Um, but that was just a feel good masterclass, and um, like I said he um, he put us on our way. You know, like he, he gave me ten years experience in one year. You know, I think if he would have stayed oh, for eighty seven, stay one more year, we may have won eighty seven. Yeah. We could we could have won eighty six. We um, Parramatta, we had a draw, and yep. it was still a ground record. So they they demolished it. Yep. Uh, it was, um, we had three sent off. R- Roberts goes ten minutes. Mario goes ten minutes. I go for the game. We, we, we kick a goal after the bell in the last 10 minutes. We play him with 10 men in back line. Sterling, Kenny, Ella, Cronin, Cronin. Grove, Hunt, Paul Taylor. That was the back line. We, and we kept him trialless with 10 men. With 10 men. I, I got – I called the referee a dirty effing cheat. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I got two weeks or 2,000. And I'll never forget it. Mate, all the pensioners sent me checks to pay the fine. <laughs> and the, uh, South Leeds Club had a big box. It took about four of them to carry it. And um, – and, yeah. they, and they paid the fine, the yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. And well, that that year, um, yeah. Th- then we beat Parramatta the second time we played them. Yep. And we had um, Balmain down thirteen three, and Mario gets an off. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and um, we uh, we only got beat a point for the minor premiership that, that year. Same thing in eighty six, and uh, it was best year ever. Just just learned off Gould, and, and the year after, I, I thought I played my best football eighty seven. 89, minor premiers and an amazing footy side, a forward pack, arguably the toughest of the era, led by Ian Roberts and Les Davidson with Mario Fennick, Wayne Chisholm, David Boyle, Michael Andrews. The average age of the squad was just 23. You were babies. Was young blokes ripping in 
That's what it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and, and nine South Juniors. Yeah, out of that. Um, again, we had our chance that year. Had our chance. Um, Do you look back on, on oh, that I, year? I, I, I watched, think... watched it was on Fox again the other day. Us and Balmain, mm. and the first try I go in when I shouldn't go in. They score, and just a couple of little things. We shouldn't be having any time over, but yeah, I just got goosebumps just thinking about eighty nine. Just tremendous teammates. Fantastic. Um, and one of the unsung heroes there, Paulie Roberts. You know, like, yeah. Mate, fantastic player. You know, and um, but all them forwards, you know, Chisholm, outstanding, you know, Andrews. Robert, if Roberts is fit, that was his first game in six months, the Balmain game. Okay. He, he'd been out of a groin all year. He, he, he got himself right for that game. After the game, he couldn't walk. He's in a wheelchair. But in, in that game too, Andy, I'm off the field for 15 minutes. And we, we play with 12 men, so I, I, I've got 20 stitches in my knee. So when Ciro scores, he, he bumps me and my whole knee just split. And I'm gone off because you can't replace me in them days. So, and I was only time Benny and Blocker the other day, and they said, we can't – we wonder where you were. <laughs> yeah, and, um, You're off getting treatment. Yeah, I've got, I've got 20 stitches across my knee. Yeah. And um, so we went to play of 12 men all, um, the first 15, 20 minutes until Nathan stitched me up, yeah. I still giggle at the Paul Siren and sledging story. Are you going to share it with us? Oh, Siren, oh, I terrorise Paul Siren. <laughs> here she comes, here she comes. But he did score that try there, so I'll give him one out of 16 years. <laughs> but a uh, fantastic player. Them, them teams of Balmain, like yeah. we had that much respect for them. They had the same with us, and we, we couldn't wait to go and play them at Leichhardt. They couldn't wait to come and play us at Redfern. And, um, you know, throughout the, you know, from 86 up to 89, we had tremendous battles and, Every time we played, that it was sold out the semi final yep. in, in in fifteen minutes, and uh, yeah, just a fantastic time in life. You did love a chat, you still do. You loved a sledge on the field. Could you afford to with Les Davidson standing behind you? Oh, definitely. That's one of your major stories. We had a deal, me and Les. I done his thinking, he done my fighting. <laughs> huh? And that's, that's a true story. I tell you, because after about ten weeks, he said, "Tucker, I'm, I'm having two fights every week." I said, "Yeah, you're getting better. You're going good, Les." Have you seen a tougher player than Les Davidson or a tougher bloke? Uh, and Les didn't say a word. Les, no. Les was actually, all Les ever said was yes and no. Yep, nope. And, uh, but when he spoke in the dressing room, he wouldn't say too much, but everyone would go, oh, you know, Les, Les you know. And, but he, he led with his actions, you know, and, you know, same as Mario, Ian Roberts. Like, we'll, we'll go a long time before we see a forward as good as Roberts as well. But, but Les had him, had him a, Toey, you know, he, yeah. he put a bit of fear into the opposition. You know, they if, if he whacked you hard, you know, next thing you know, the other side they backed off a little bit, you know. Absolutely, Les finished off opponents with his hands back in the day. If we were putting together a highlights DVD of Les's greatest hits, which one gets a run? Oh, he, he had some beauties, but one one that's etched in my mind was Manly, and it was a Peter Cullum, his name was. It was, yeah. was debut, and he was, he was mouthing off. It was his debut, and that was the most silliest thing I've ever seen. And and he got carried off in the end. Wouldn't he just put one on his chin? Oh, well, Mario pulled his head out of the scrum, and <laughs> <laughs> it was a Brookvale over, and they carried him off. As they carried him off, I told him, I said, excited to shut your mouth. Mario is another genuinely tough guy, mentally and physically. And I think we've forgotten how tough Mario was because he plays the comedian on the footy show for so many years, and he... He's got that sense of humour and he's a bit of a class clown. Mario was so tough. He was so South Sydney. And I dare say he was the bloke that you guys look to to think, if he's on my team, I'm good to go today. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, 
he uh, his preparation during that week. You know, his nickname was Test Match. Was, you know, he, he wanted to win anything. You know, yeah. and um, but you know, fantastic player. You know, he, he's a leader. Yep. He, he led from the front. Um, you know, he put a bit of fear in him too. <laughs> and, uh, he did. Yeah, and uh, you know, he was. You know, he scored tries when we needed him close to the line. He would duck under and, and he'd get out the line and, and whack him when he had to. So, so yeah, mate, but though, uh, you know, Wayne Chisholm was another unsung hero of yep. that team. He, he didn't get many raps, but we loved him, you know. And as I said, I watched that 89 game again. It was by far the best player in the field. We just we had a chance to win a comp from 86 to 89. And yep. Yeah, just you don't get many chances and, you know, and we, we, we stuffed up. We hope you're enjoying the Craig Coleman story. In part two, we talk retirement, coaching and the heartbreak of South Sydney becoming a Super League casualty. Throughout the month of January, we're giving away five Andy Raymond truckers hats every week. To be in with a chance to win, simply give us a five-star rating and review on your Apple podcast app. Screenshot it, then email that to mailbox at andyraymondunfiltered.com. .com.au Enjoy part two of this amazing story and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.